Warning, the following podcast contains explicit language and subjects, is recorded by adults, and is intended for adults. The opinions of those on this podcast are their own opinions and are not reflective of our family, friends, and or employers. If you're easily offended by explicit language and discussions, then stop listening now. Here's Johnny. They're here. They're here. They're here. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. It's showtime. Hey, babe. How's it going? Another week passed. Another week. Another week. Another week. This is episode number four that we're doing tonight. Um, welcome back to another episode of Surely We Did Not Just Watch That and Don't Call Me Shirley Podcast. So, before we get going into this, i got to clarify a couple of things. First off, when we talk about what we're watching, um, Angie and I, we actually work complete and total opposite schedules of one another. So, we never are watching the same stuff together usually. And so, um, that's a rarity when we actually sit down and watch something together because she works the late night shift and I work days. And we have very, very little time together. And then um, and that's the reason why we're asking, so what are you watching versus, hey, what am I watching? But uh, um, so a little clarification on that. But we did finish watching the uh, um, show The Beef or Beef on on Netflix. We uh, we powered through that last Saturday night. I'm surprised, yeah, you binged the the latter half of that like it was like seven episodes because we were not only on three as it turned out and then we had it's a 10 episode season and needless to say i was up until way 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 past my bedtime till almost five o'clock in the morning luckily i was off the next day but uh first episode was fantastic the last episode was was pretty good too um middle middle of the show uh, it was all right I, I would i would recommend watching that show it's it's got it's got its moments on there um and then um tonight we finished uh, just got done watching uh, vegas get their asses handed to them in the second round of the the playoffs and uh we also went to go see guardians of the galaxy volume three last night and so those are a couple of things that that i've been watching i really haven't watched anything this week outside of um the hockey playoffs and uh, the next level chef because i've been working on redoing our our movie pick system so anything you've been watching babe uh, that's the same stuff. Plus, uh, I, uh, finally got back into Yellow Jackets season two, so that's going along. And that's on what, Showtime? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anything else that you're watching? That's about it right now. I mean, between that and all these other movies that we've covered, you know? Yeah, and so for me, I, I really probably, probably won't jump into, into anything new until after the playoffs are done. So, June... That's when I'm looking at starting some stuff, but uh, yeah, so that's what we're we've been watching. Um, if you haven't get have, when you get a chance to go see Guardians, it's it's it's, it's a lot of fun. I think it's probably my favorite one of the three Guardians. It has one of the best jokes in there ever. And Deb, when you get a chance to see it, <laughs> you'll know what I'm talking about. Angie already knows. So yeah, I think I think it's still like the uh, second one better, uh, but it was good. I mean, you know. I and, liked it. Yeah, and as usual with with Marvel um, movies, there is a mid credit scene and an end credit scene. So if you like seeing that stuff, make sure you 
you sticking around and watch watch all of the the credits. Well, more importantly, is you you really should watch that Christmas special yes. before you see. Yes. Because that you know really kind of <laughs> um, leads you to you know what's going on. So. Yeah, I hadn't seen it until yesterday. You guys made me sit down and watch it before we, before we went to go watch it, and so it's a good thing you did because then I could actually. Uh, understand just a smidgen of what was that was all referring to so um so yeah um so i did find a couple of little interesting notes you know news pieces of for entertainment stuff during during the course of the week um and of course you find the stuff on internet on the internet so you can take it for for whatever it's worth you know but uh, um there's a writer strike going on and so Pete Davidson was supposed to actually host SNL tonight, but uh, because of it, it, it got canceled. And a lot of the late night talk show guys are not doing their shows now because of the writer's strike. And then it's also affecting the movie Blade, you know, for Marvel, if and when that movie actually ever did plan on coming out. But yeah, because of the writer's strike, it's it's also affecting that one there. But I also did see that uh, some of the um, talk show guys, like Jimmy Fallon and uh, Jimmy on. on Stephen Colbert. I didn't hear about Colbert doing it, but I know the NBC guys are definitely doing oh, it. Oh, Seth. Uh... Um, Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel. From what I heard, that they're they're paying their guys, you know, an extra two weeks, you know, even though they're they're on strike. So that's kind of cool of them. Um, and then I also saw that Marvel um, has made an offer to Margot Robbie to play Sue Storm in the upcoming uh, Fantastic Four uh, remake. Um, whether or not that's true or not, I just thought it was kind of interesting to see. Here she is playing, you know, Harley Quinn and now potentially, you know, um, um, Sue Storm and the Fantastic Four, the Invisible Girl. Um, next thing I found I, I found was, uh, and I think this has been said all along, but um, Harrison Ford did say that um, this is his last time playing Indiana Jones, one that comes out in June. And he also, in the, on that same article I was reading, um, he was talking on a podcast saying that he believes that this will be the last time that Indiana Jones is on the big screen. Yeah, from what I understand, the uh, girl, the new girl who's in it, they really want to maybe push, you know, her to be the, you know, legacy, I guess, or whatever. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I also saw something about they're trying to do like a TV series for it or something like that on, on potentially Disney+. Plus. Um, and then another thing I found out earlier this week was that, uh, according to Entertainment Weekly, um, Sylvester Stallone is uh, rebooting Cliffhanger. He's going to do another one. I yeah, I actually did hear that because I thought about Michael Rooker. Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The article didn't say anything about if Rooker would be back for it or not, but uh, <laughs> that's actually one of the few Stallone movies I actually truly enjoyed. You know, but I, I think I liked it more because of John Lithgow more than anything. Uh, I didn't like his villain character that much. But he's such a good bad guy. But, I mean, there's a difference. He wasn't a Hans Gruber. Or a serial killer in Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one that I, I found kind of sad for me um, personally. Um, Yellowstone will be ending this November. I guess season five, once it comes back on, this this will be it. I guess there's some some drama going on uh, behind the scenes, but there will be a sequel that will be starting up in December. And I guess they got they're talking that Matthew McConaughey was going to take the lead 
in that particular um, sequel to the show. But yeah, Yellowstone as we know it will be, will be coming to an end in November whenever the, the final episodes start to start to roll out here. So, oh, and then I did see that uh, um, the Bear Two Bear Season Two is coming out in June. They didn't say what date, but it's coming out in June, babe. Like in a month? Uh, yeah. Really? That's fast. Yeah, I was talking about they they uh, got another actress for it, and um, but they didn't say what kind of character she was going to be playing. But uh, it said it'll be coming out in June. So here we go, another one. Um, any little interesting news bits that you found during the course of the week, babe? Uh, not really, because I was trying to stay away from all the spoilers on Guardians, so I didn't peruse the internet. Here's a spoiler Deeply. for Guardians, by the way. No, don't say any spoilers. Superman is in the movie. What? What? Don't what? you don't you remember when I spoiled all the Star Wars movies when the, the new trilogies came out? I don't know. You yeah. said Superman was in the movie. No, 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 no. I said that. Uh, um, got to the movie. I got my my seat. I have my uh, um, feet up. The the um, the credits played. The opening crawls played. The movie ran. Um, some people died. Some people lived. Um, then the end credits um, played, and then I left. That was my spoiler for Star Wars. Oh, okay. It was almost the the exact same thing for for Guardians. Got got our seats and got my feet up and uh, watched the credits and the Marvel scroll came thing came across and then some people died, some people lived. Movie ended and there you go. It's a fantastic spoiler, right? I suppose. <laughs> All righty, so, um, so nothing, no, no, really interesting tidbits of news that you found, huh? Uh, like I said, now I wish I was trying to stay away because <laughs> there'd be spoilers out there. All righty, so last week we decided that uh, we were going to discuss our top five films for Vegas, but this time, um, they don't have to be in any particular order. What? Do you want to do like we did for baseball, or do you just want to go through our top fives? Um, yeah, just start off with your five, and then we'll talk about any extras afterwards. Okay. All right, so in no particular order, my top five films um, involving Las Vegas are from 2000, starring Helen Hunt and Haley Joe Osment, and... Oh, God, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Um, pay it forward. Did you see that movie? Well, what do you mean, did I see that movie? <laughs> I don't remember you seeing that movie. Yes, I watched that movie. I never read the book, which I should have. You said the book was even better than the movie, but I, ne- I don't ever read books. so You didn't say what it was? It was number five. You didn't say what the movie well, was? I did, too. I thought, it, well, if I did, it's, it's pay it forward. Yeah. Yeah, and so and then it's from 2000, and it had, like I said, Kevin Spacey and Haley Joel Osment and Helen Hunt in it. Um, the next one on my list from 1988, Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman, Rain Man. And then from 2001, it's got a all-star cast in there with George Clooney and Brad Pitt and Matt Damon and Bernie Mac and, and company, and that's the remake of Ocean's Eleven. Next on my list from 1972 stars Al Pacino and Marlon Brando and James Caan, The Godfather. And then my number one on my list from 1995, Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci, 
Casino. Those are my top five Vegas movies. What you got, babe? Any of those five? Um, yeah, I think uh, at least one of them. Only one? Um, I mean, what was your criteria that were? Because I mean, I thought about The Godfather, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean. It yeah, there are Vegas scenes, but it's not. They were going to take over one, trying to take over one of the casinos yeah, in Vegas. I know, you know, and it was about Las Vegas, not just because of a scene in there, but they were trying to get into the gambling in Vegas. And then Godfather Two, you know, they're trying to, they've got the casino and they're trying to get the senator, you know, on their side and this and that. And so, but you know, Vegas. You said the remake of Ocean's Eleven. Did you ever watch the original? I never watched the original. No. I should go back and watch that. Yeah, thing. you probably should. Um, I mean, it. I I like you know um the the trilogy right mm-hmm. that they they put out and uh, I you know I think they did a really good job especially with all the newer casinos and everything. Um, that movie definitely took place in Vegas. Yeah. You know, um, so yeah, it did make my list uh, for one of the top five. Which other one did you have? So my five were. Casino, Godfather, Ocean's okay. Eleven, Rain Man, and Pay It Forward. Okay, so yeah, Casino was the other one that I do have included because yeah, that is definitely um, about you know early Vegas and the performances were amazing. I mean, <laughs> Joe Pesci. Man. Yeah, well, that's the reason why whenever that's on broadcast TV, Joe Pesci, Joe Pesci's basically just cut out of the movie because everything he says is bleeped out. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, yeah, so I've got those two, but I do have, uh, Mars Attacks, oh. fantastic movie that takes place all, pretty much all in Vegas, and with the hero being, um, what's his name? Uh, Tom Jones. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, you can't get any better than that as a space alien invasion, you know, comedy. <laughs> Um, and then, um, I do have Vegas Vacation, um, because I think, honestly, that's my favorite of, of all the vacation movies, even. Um. Okay, that, that's going to lead into a whole other debate then, the Carlton Dance. (laughs) Well, that song does take a a very, you know, uh, I think, I think actually the movie ends maybe on that, or he definitely sings, you know, has some of his songs. Um, but really, you think Vegas Vacation might be your favorite one? I think so, yeah. Um, I think it would be my second. That would be an honorable mention. I mean, the movie, when it first came out, it had some laughs. But as overall, as a whole, cut that movie's fucking stupid. It's so bad. I mean, that's any vacation movie, so I mean. No, Christmas Vacation is not stupid. It is the greatest Christmas movie ever made. Randy Quaid, come on. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. You wish somebody, somebody out there has got a, a a cousin like that. We don't, but somebody might, you know. And if you ever listen to our our, our Christmas episode on on Meat Shield Misfits podcast, we talk about the top Christmas movies of all time, and Christmas Vacation is the greatest Christmas movie ever made. All right. So what else you got on your list, babe? Okay. So the last one on my list is very controversial. But I love it because of all its cheesiness. You're going to fucking say showgirls, aren't you? I sure in the hell am. Oh, my God. It's a terrible movie. Let's be honest. Wow. But it's the classic, you know, it's basically the all about Eve 
you know, story, you know, the newcomer ingenue, whatever, you know, comes and replaces the mm-hmm. the older um, actress, or, you know, or in this case, dancer. But <laughs> I mean, it's 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 up there with you know campy, you know, um, classic movies um, of the sort, um, it's and it's not. directed by um, Rehoven guy. He did um, like Total Recall, and he did Starship Troopers. Both, you know, campy, you know, movies of that that um, genre, you know. Um, so yes, I definitely have to put Showgirls on there. Wow, that movie's god awful. I won't even own that movie. Won't even own that movie. So what uh, what honorable mentions do you have, if any? Um. Well, I have... Oh, the one that I completely forgot. Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. Yeah. From, from 1992. Rick Moranis. Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, as I remember, you know, later that, that yeah, it did take place. The, the kid was on mm-hmm. the strip. I also have... Oh, Viva Las Vegas with Elvis. Okay. Okay. Uh, 1964, uh, you know, in his heyday, you know, that's the quintessential Elvis movie. And then from last year, the Elvis biopic uh, with Austin Butler and Tom Hanks, which actually really did a very good job of covering Elvis's um, residence in Vegas. You know, I, I don't think I've seen any other movies that have covered, you know, that, that part of his life, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are my, Picks. Okay, well, I got a couple for you then. From 1991, Bugsy. That was a great movie. Uh, from 1993, Indecent Proposal. It really? Wasn't, it wasn't even that campy or, you know. or. You're going to give me shit for that one when you put Showgirls on yeah, there. No, like I said, it doesn't have any, you know, kitsch to it. Uh, 97, I mean, this one, it really doesn't do anything because they portray Vegas so bad, and that's Con Air. <laughs> yeah, I almost put that on, but yeah, the ending is—it you know—it ends there and it's all over. I the mean, place. yeah, no, they land on a strip, which one takes them downtown through the airport, through connect, the airport connector, <laughs> nowhere and, near. Yeah, and just it was like, wow, that was really <laughs> a really piss poor. And the thing is, it's you know what, ten minutes of film time for Vegas type of a deal. Yeah. If I want to be even even less than that and just do cheesy, cheesy, Lethal Weapon 4, because you can see Las Vegas in the background, because <laughs> they, they filmed a certain uh, police chase scene there on on the 215 while we still lived out there, but the rest of the film was not, was not had anything to do with Vegas. You could just see the downtown area or the strip area oh. very briefly from, from Lethal Weapon 4. Yeah. Where's the other one added? I'm surprised you didn't do Leaving Las Vegas, babe. I liked it, but... Man, that, talk about a depressing thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, Twenty One, another Kevin Spacey movie. That one's pretty pretty I, good. I've only seen that partially. I think I don't um, know that one too, that that well. And that's pretty much about the ones for me for um, for Vegas. I mean, there, there's a, a shit ton of ones that are out there. I mean, I know some people will probably put the Hangovers in there. And yeah, I don't care for those at all. Yeah, I'm not a big deal about that one either. Um, but yeah, so leaving Las Vegas, honeymoon in Las Vegas. Um, there was even an Austin Powers one that was seen briefly seen in there. Uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I thought you were gonna put Swingers on there. 
Oh, I love that movie, but I mean, it's it's not a. I don't think of it as a Vegas movie. Yeah. Um, over the top. Sylvester Stallone with his damn arm wrestling shit. Uh, uh, same with that go. I believe that's the same director too as Swingers. Some, but yeah. Now we just decided to you know do some of our our top Vegas movies since we'll be there in, in a couple weeks. Anything else we need to, to talk about before we uh, dive into this week's uh, um, reviews? No. Yeah, that was uh, Doug Lyman and John Favreau. He actually wrote that. Mm. Um, more importantly, Favreau is involved with Star Wars now. That's more important. Well, yeah, so, I mean, uh, which I, I like more, but it, it takes it's more between L.A. and Vegas, that go. Yeah. Um, God, what year was that? Holy cow. Oh, no, yeah, it is, yeah. Directed by yeah, nineteen ninety. So that was yeah, that was after Swingers. Those were my picks. It's movie review time, babe. Yes. What did you make us watch this time? Uh, no, don't, no, 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 no. <laughs> don't even go there. So on our last show, we uh, we drew out some some letters um, for one another. Angie drew out the letter H for me, which had. To um, do a western and needed to be an Oscar winner, and there was no year. And then for Angie, I drew out the letter X for a horror movie that had to contain animals with no year. Yeah, what the hell? Letter X. She found one. And too bad it couldn't be just uh, without an animal, otherwise, it would have been the horror movie X. Yeah, well, the thing is, when she found it, um, she found it on, on Pluto streaming service. And when you type in X for extinction, which is the movie that she wound up choosing, it literally starts with an X. But when you look on different platforms, it's got different different spellings of the movie. And so, but yeah, she you, chose. Well, yeah, because it came out at, a, at a, uh, a different title before. Yeah. Um, but this is um, Extinction Predator X um, from 2010. Uh, other titles are Jurassic Predator, Predator X, Alligator X, you know. Um, but but we found it under Extinction, so. Yeah, so she found it with the X, and that's how we justified it, so. Yeah. I warned him because this is basically one of those sci-fi channel movies. Um, I don't, you're not really very familiar, other than maybe like uh, Sharknados and you know. I know of them. I will not <laughs> waste. I will not waste ninety <laughs> minutes of my life on those ones. Yeah. But I did waste ninety minutes of my life on this one, which this, oh my god. This was pretty bad, and not in the good bad way either. <laughs> Yeah, this. Uh... You know, I before you get going on this, I will say that we've we've done this is our our third episode where we've got reviews on here, and I will have to say for each of the weeks that we've done this, we have definitely got the. Surely we did not just watch that on on one of these movies, and this one definitely qualifies for. <laughs> surely we did not just watch. I woke up this morning and first thing I said to her was. Did we really watch that movie last night? And she's like, "Yep, we did." I was like, "Ah, I thought it was dreaming." No, it was. It was not good by any means. So, it's all yours, babe. Okay, so 
uh, like I said, this is basically a sci-fi channel movie. 2010. It stars... Okay, we've got Lachlan Monroe as the sheriff. Mark Shepard as the doctor. Uh, Dr. LeBlanc. Um, we've got Elena Lyons as Laura. And a few other people, but those are the main main people um uh, the story is when her father seemingly goes missing laura lacroix is forced to return home and face a terrifying creature living in the louisiana wetlands alligator x the t-rex of the ocean yeah this was um very uh low budget film i think i had uh when i was looking it up it was like maybe only two and a half million, maybe. I want to know to make who. This. I want to know who approved the budget for this because they should never work in Hollywood again. <laughs> we comment. It looks like it was filmed maybe in like in a weekend or something. <laughs> I'm thinking it was even filmed in a damn day. Yeah. I um, mean the 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 lack there of CGI for this goddamn creature. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow, that was bad. Yeah. That. Like I said, that's definitely sci-fi films. Um, it was filmed on location, though, in uh, in Baton Rouge. It's funny that they... Uh, and it's not funny, you know, especially the people who lived in Louisiana, but it's like, Katrina, you know, changed the shapes of our swamps, you know? Yeah, I do, I do that remember kind them of, saying that. Kind, yeah. of, kind of weird. So, I mean, yeah, it's not funny that, you know, they're joking at it, you know, because of how devastating of, uh, Storm Katrina was, but... I just thought it was kind of funny that they used that as like, yeah, Katrina, she hasn't been in the swamp for years. Katrina, you know, really changed things. So. Right. And, I mean, it it had at least kind of a story. Um, it's basically like a Jurassic Park ripoff where the where the, the scientist doctor guy is, is uh, bringing back. Um, well, it's Jurassic Park meeting Lake Placid. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a good way to say, um, you know, he's bringing back extinct creatures, you know, and uh, uh, and then hire some freaking hillbillies to feed the goddamn thing, like Betty White did the alligator in Lake Placid. Spoiler: If you never see Lake, Lake Placid, oh yeah, that's uh, a, a grade A movie compared with this. <laughs> uh, yeah, special effects were, I mean, so bad. Um, you know, but with the budget so low, that's what you're going to get. Um, uh, this is made by, uh, there's, uh, I think there's several other movies made by the um, movie company K2. Yeah, they did um, other ones, Mutants from 2008, uh, Death Toll 2008. These are all B and C movies. Um, but I did watch... Another sci-fi channel type movie. I, I mean, I, they're not, you know, produced by sci-fi, but they were definitely ones that uh, they had uh, uh, put on their channel. Um, it was the, or a remake, I should say, of Jules Verne's Mysterious Island. And it actually starred the, the same guy, the Lachlan guy, uh, the sheriff. And, uh, and the... Uh, the scientist guy, he shows up as a cameo, but he's actually the director of that film. Um, same thing. It, it All the 
the effects in that were cheesy and uh you know i mean at least that had a little bit more of a story and the acting was a hell of a lot better in that one uh because this uh extinction one uh they they had actors on there that they just couldn't emote correctly i guess yeah and the the chemistry between all of them was just non-existent they would I would not recommend this movie to my worst enemy. Yeah, I, I mean, and I wouldn't recommend this movie to a blind person. And I'm the I'm the one who likes like the Sharknados and all those other ones, you know, and and those are like fun, cheesy, you know, schlocky <laughs> horror movies. But this, yeah, it just did not have any meat on it. <laughs> no, not at all. And the other thing is, is an understanding, you know, with some of these streaming services, you know, you're, they're free and stuff like that. But the the number of commercials in this thing, I mean, they it would cut off right in the middle of certain dialogue at certain points. It's like, that's a bad spot to mark for a commercial type well, of a deal. We saw this on Pluto, on right? On Pluto, yeah. yeah. so that's what you're going to get. No, on... I understand. I understand that. You know, on... I don't have a problem with the commercials and stuff yeah. like that. It's a pre- but there was, you know, there are certain times where, you know, they're mid-sentence and all of a sudden I just went right yeah. to commercials. Like, dude, that's not a good spot to, to, to do Tubi does it. the same thing, I've I've noticed. So, um, yeah, I mean, you're getting a free movie, you know, so. Yeah. Um, so how many pucks are you giving this one, babe? Um, if it's higher than zero, it's too high. That was a half. You're giving it a half a puck? Are you kidding me? Yeah, this is... This is up there with Incubus as one of the worst movies. Um, like I said, it it tried to have a storyline. Um, production values were, you know, non-existent um, as far as what you could see, you know. But yeah, this has got to be a half a puck. Wow, that's that's that's, that's so bizarre. Yeah, this is two weeks in a row of, of horror movies. That, and this is the reason why I don't watch horror movies because this is an hour and a half, almost two hours of my life that I will never, ever get back. But for me, I am going to, once again, for the second week in a row, I am not scoring this movie because it was it's not even worth scoring. It is, it is a worthless piece of shit and it's god-awful. Sorry, we have we have our dogs in the background barking. Alrighty. So for me, I chose a Western, Western that had to be an Oscar winner in some short, some sort. And when we decided to do this, when we said Oscar winner, it did not have to be for best picture or actor or director. It could be anything. And so I chose from 1962, How the West Was Won. And this actually won three different Academy Awards. Um, unfortunately, one of them was not for Best Picture. However, though, it was nominated. This movie here has, for that time frame, a all-star cast of Henry Fonda and Carol Baker and Carl Malden and Gregory Peck and George Pappard and Debbie Reynolds and James Stewart and Eli Wallach and John Wayne. and um, Yeah, so, I mean, there was... All sorts of people in here, and and to be honest with you, they don't have a lot of of you know prominent screen times on these, you know, because it's it's done in. What did you say? Five different chapters or stories or? It, it, yeah, there's three there's, different directors. Yeah, there's three different directors with this thing, 
and you have the um, the segment called the Civil War, which is done by John Ford. Then you have the segment called Railroad by George Marshall, and then the other three are the Rivers, the Plains, and the Outlaws um, by Henry Hathaway. Um, but yeah, so five different different segments in this thing by three different directors. Um, and we we rented this off of Prime Video. Um, Basically, it's a, a family a family saga covering several decades of westward expansion in the 19th century, including the gold rush, the Civil War, and building of the railroads from east to west type of a deal. And it won the Oscars for Best Film Editing, Best Sound, Best Writing, Story, Slash for a Screenplay. Um, one thing I did find out that the, the writer of this, um, it was suggested by the series of How the West Was Won, which appeared back in Life magazine. Well, no, there's an even inter- more interesting fact is uh, that um, was founded or, or, or optioned or whatever um, from Bing Crosby. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, he, he ended up, uh, I guess, selling the rights or, you know, however they do it. Um, with the storyline um, or the story options, um, but yeah, I thought that was even more interesting. <laughs> yeah, well, and some of the some of the characters in the in this particular movie, you, you they're so young compared to what we know them. You know, like uh, um, George Papard. Your your thought he was somebody else. Like, no, that's George Papard. You know, Hannibal or yeah, Hannibal for for a team that we knew him as, but he was older at that time frame. And Debbie Debbie Reynolds was so freaking young in this movie and. And then uh, Eli Wallach shows up. I was like, hey, that's the dude from The Godfather, you know. And then, so that's where I, I recognize him from. Um, but, yeah, it was, it, this was. Yeah, this was basically a, it's a mad, 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 mad world, but only a, a drama, a western. Yeah. <laughs> All these stars. <laughs> well, it's funny is, is I've never seen this movie, you know, because some, some of these. Classics. Classic westerns. I've never seen some of them. I have, but this one I never seen, and so it started off with an overture. So it just had like a painting in the background, and it said overture, and, and it's playing a song. And I, I want to say that, or a couple songs, and I played it for like three or four minutes, maybe even five minutes to start off with. And then the the movie starts going. Angie's like, I think there's going to be an intermission in this thing. And sure enough, about the hour and a half mark, it pops up with intermission yeah, yeah, yeah. from that time frame. Any of these older movies like that, they always had an intermission. And know? I think now that I, I recall, you know, back when I worked for Suncoast back in the day, I think this is one of those ones where it was a two v uh, two VHS tapes because of the intermission. So it stopped there, and then you would you put the second tape in there, or if it was like on a laser disc or something like that, you'd have to flip it over and play the other side, so you didn't actually have to do the intermission. But um, yeah, and it was it, for back then. It it cost fifteen million dollars to make that movie for way back then, and it grows to that time frame fifty million. I didn't look. I didn't look up to see what the equivalent to that is to today. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was a lot of fun. It's definitely a, a classic um, film. And I did as after the movie's over. Um, I was reading on IMBD. There was actually a stuntman who was on the train scene with the towards the end of the movie there it shows this train with a flat car with some logs on there and i guess one of the chains broke on the logs in the film and and the stuntman actually got severely injured on it and it said it, it took him almost five years before he was able to walk up by himself again so he was really really messed up and then you found out something that he was actually married to the lady who did uh um, lily from the lily Munsters. from the monsters yeah. tv show so <laughs> i like all these little tiny um 
tidbits that I find. So I, I just looked it up. 15 million in the 1960s is roughly 152 million today. Holy shit. So that makes sense because, like, you, you look at, like, a Guardians movie, you know, the big movies of today, which are in the, you know, 150 to 200 million, you know, a big a big uh, movie from back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It that's what it would be. So yeah, and, and you know, and streaming it over Prime, they they really cleaned that movie up. I mean, because it did back in 1997 get put into the Congress Film Library or something, whatever that the National Film Library or whatever it is, you know, for historical accuracy and, and this and that. But yeah, they they restored it and it 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 looks clean. It looks really really good, you know, for as an old of a you know 60, 61 year old movie now. But I would I would definitely if if you like those old school classics and westerns at that. I would I would definitely would recommend this one. I'm actually giving this one three bucks. Uh, I would I would go. I mean, for the time, it was definitely a four star. Mm-hmm. Um, and it moves well and everything. I think overall, I think I would have to give it like three and a half or three and a half bucks. Three and a half bucks. Yeah. Um, because I mean, I, you know, I compare this to other movies of the time, um, or even early, like you know, Gone with the Wind, or you know. Uh, Wizard of Oz, you know, mm. other, you know, e- that are even earlier than this. And those are definitely like four-star movies. Yeah. Um, I think this one, I mean, it it has definitely a, th- a through line with the family, you yes. know, the storyline, you know. So I, I did like how it told you know different chapters in 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 the family's lives you know from from the from the father you know to the son you know and um but um yeah i can definitely see how in the time period it it this was definitely one of the best movies um for that year one thing i did find i i did find kind of funny about it is is in the the timing where start off with the movie you know with with the prescotts and the dad is talking about his daughters like wanting to get rid of them too, you know, so they get get married and stuff like that, wanting them to be gone. And I think nowadays, I don't think that's, and this is just my own opinion, it, dads don't want their daughters getting, you know, husbands at 20 years old type of deal, but may, I may oh, be wrong. You haven't been uh, on the uh, the web <laughs> or the, the Twitters or whatever. Oh, yeah, those people still exist. Oh, they still exist? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I know because if I had a daughter, I'd be like, uh, no, you're you're not getting married anytime soon because I know exactly what he wants and and no, not happening. But that's just me. But it was funny because I I said it. You know, this movie was actually woke for the time period. <laughs> you did say that, yeah, because it you know it it gave the uh, native peoples it didn't treat them as. Bad. I mean, yeah, it, it did kind of show them as the aggressors at some points, but it did. It wasn't as bad as certain movies, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and and then plus with the with the women, you know, being more, I guess, feminist or whatever, you know. Um, although the the immediate love uh, attraction or whatever between Jimmy Stewart and the, and the one girl, it's like, yeah, it's like, wow, okay. <laughs> Here she is, twenty, and Jimmy Stewart's, you know, playing like a fifty-year-old man or something like that. Uh, he's always seemed older than he. But the funny thing is, where they tried doing his his voice impression in the movie was hysterical. Yeah. Um, no, there was there was another thing that I thought was kind of funny was the use of of dummies, you know, during the Buffalo Stampede and and on the train and and this and that, you know, and because uh, there's no way that. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, the stunt people, you know. <laughs> 
they were in danger yeah. a lot of the time. But uh, but it's weird going back and watching those old school movies where they're actually using you know real animals, you know the horses, and when they're getting tripped up and falling on people and 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 this and that and who knows how many of them actually did get injured and, and this and that. But I did like how at the, at the beginning of the movie, how it did, you know, thank the, the you know, the state of uh, South Dakota and some other, um, other place. I forget what it was. They, know, they filmed some of it here in Utah. So I wouldn't doubt it, but the, the, yeah. but for the, the Buffalo scene specifically, yeah. you know, it says, you know, the South Dakota and, and this and that. And, and just to, to see that the quantity of Buffalo that were actually in this movie, you made the questions like, do you even see that many buffalo in, in movies anymore? It's like, nah, not really. And if you do, they're probably all CGI, you know. But no, this this movie was fantastic. You know, it's if if you're into that old school, you know, classic, you know, MGM, MGM westerns and yeah. stuff like that, you know, it, it's 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 fantastic. And I I would definitely um, rent it. I I would even spend the ten bucks that it was on that video on uh, Prime Video to to watch that so alrighty so so we have come to that time of our show where we are going to draw for our for our next movies but we're going to change up the format here a little bit we're actually going to turn this into a game um so what i've done is i have went out and bought a a shit ton of ping pong balls that way we can actually draw a little bit better and so what we're going to do is we're going to continue to stick to the three main subjects of what the letter is for the movie, the genre that we have to to choose from, and then a year specific for that particular letter and um, genre. And then there's going to be a subcategory which will turn into the game. So once you pick those, we, once we pick our three items, then we'll do the, the subcategory. And if you can find something in that those three areas there um you'll get a point value off the letter based off of the scoring from scrabble so for example if you choose like your movie list last week babe was an eight, was an x in scrabble that's worth eight points so if you would have found um a subcategory with that stuff in there whatever it was on these ping pong balls you would have got eight points and we're just going to keep a running total from that okay Okay. Ma makes sense. And so, and then I've also added a couple little extras into here. So, with the letters, there is one letter per um, per item, and then there's also a wild, a wild ball in here. So, if you choose the wild, you can choose whatever letter you want. There's pick two, so you can pick two letters out, and then um, we'll choose which other two letters. Or there is the same as last last time, and that means that so if you pick that one out, then I have to choose the same letter as last time, okay? And then same thing with the genre. So if you choose the wild card, you can choose whatever genre you want, or the year, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's not the wild card; you get to choose whatever you want for everything. It's just that particular category that you're drawing for. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. So first up in our bag of ping pong balls are the letters. So for you. For your letter, you have the letter D. So I have to find something with a D. Yeah. Okay. You have an S. Okay. And then this one, this next bag of ping pong balls is for the genre. A foreign film. <laughs> Fuck. You get to pick. <laughs> you get a documentary. No, a documentary. All right. So for the year for you... It's a pick two. What does that mean again? So I have to pick two out of here now, and then you can choose which one you oh, like. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> okay. So the first one is you can choose between 2000 and 2010, or you can pick any documentary. Oh, well then. It's wild. Yeah. So you've got same as the last time. What is that? 1960s for you? No, or? so we, there wasn't a year for that one. So I, um, we need to pick out a year for me. So just pick another one? Yeah, pick out another one. Because I, I, didn't, I didn't have a year for last time. So you get a 1980 to 1990. 1980 to 1990? God damn, that was my horror movie selection. Shit. Okay. Or shouldn't it be 1980 to 1989? That's I mean, fine. Okay. All right, so go ahead and close the bag and put it there. All right, so your subcategory for your documentary... Has to ha- has to involve Jack Nicholson. What? That's the that's the game portion of it. You can find one that has Jack Nicholson in it. Then you get the po- the the points for the D. Okay. If not, then you don't get any points. That's the game portion of it. So you can still you still have to choose a documentary that starts with the letter D from any time frame. But if you can find one that has Jack in it or to something about Jack, then you get points. So you have Kid Star. So I have a foreign film. That has to have kids in it. All right, so those are the movie reviews that we've got to, to try to find. And then next week, we are going to we're going to make a list and compare it to IMBD for the ten best buddy comedy movies of the two thousands. So, for example, like two thousand and two current two thousands is what it says. So, for example, let so me the sh- aughts. Yeah. So, for example, their number 10 that they have on here is Blades of Glory from 2006. <laughs> okay. And this is based off of ranked by IMBD. So, we'll come up with, with our 10 best buddy comedy movies of the 2000s, and then we will compare them with this particular list right here. So, um, then I will share this list with you here, babe, and uh, we will discuss that. Um, any other little knickknacks that you, we need to discuss before uh, we uh, end this thing? Uh, no, so far so good. Alrighty, so on that note, this is uh, uh, this is Big D. Until next time, late. This is Beefy Beagle. Goodbye. You still here? It's over. Go home. <laughs>